Welcome. Welcome to my dungeon. Welcome to Cauldron Script. I'm your host, Master Cauldron. If you're new to the show, I use my 25 years of BDSM experience and 20 years working in the psychology field to dispel myths, get rid of stereotypes, and answer your questions about BDSM. You can call in at 865-268-4005 to leave your questions or visit the crypt at cauldronscript.com. On this episode of the crypt, Mayfair and I are going to be talking about choking and breath play within the BDSM lifestyle or just the kinky sex style. (laughs) So, hello, Mayfair. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. You sound a little uh, unsure of things today. I just didn't sleep very well last night, so. Ah, all right. Well, that's okay. It happens from time to time. I do want to bring attention to your avatar there. Uh, Something that you created. There's a banner going to be above, says Cauldron's Crypt, a banner below that says Mayfair. Uh, Of course, it's got the Trisk on one side, the Crow on the other, and down in the bottom of the shield says unearth the truth that is going to be her logo for the mayfair merchandise you can pick that up at cauldron script slash t public that is not available yet but will be coming within the next month stay tuned for an uh, for an official launch announcement about that uh today's topic is one that people just seem to have such issue with um, for two reasons. One, because it is so incredibly dangerous, and two, because they don't understand it. So we are going to get into the whys, the whats, the wheres, and I'm going to take this from a vanilla site, Men's Health. They posted two articles on this that are just great for the beginners, and being that it's a one-on-one podcast. Uh, we will definitely take that stance here. Um, first, let me hit those rules to love by, and then we will jump straight into choking and breath play. Rules to love by. Rule number one, safe, sane, consensual, and informed. Rule number two, kinky. That's K-N-K-I comes from the Kinky app available on all platforms. Not a sponsor and may not even be supported anymore, but kinky stands for knowledge, no experience. No intolerance, kindness, and integrity. Let me say that again. Kinky stands for knowledge, no intolerance, kindness, and integrity. And rule number three, the quote from Mr. Paul Young, submission is not about authority and it's not about obedience. It is all about relationships of love and respect, which rule number three could be its own episode. Um And we may just get into that again, as I did way early on, I think in episode two or three of the podcast, nearly four years ago. Uh, Before we start with this, of course, I have to give a disclaimer here. This is extremely dangerous. We recommend you not do this type of play. If you choose to participate in this type of play, you are taking responsibility for the consequences which could include serious injury and or death. BDSM is not a valid defense for accidental death. And if your partner dies, 
chances are you will go to prison for negligent homicide, which in most states carries, I believe, a 20 to 25 year minimum sentence. Um, so keep that in mind. This more people die this way uh, than any other form of BDSM play that we do because it is so incredibly dangerous. Yet Mayfair, you know somebody who their favorite thing to do and they have absolutely no training whatsoever is choking out their sex partners. Right? Yes. They they love to do that until um, the partner is actually passed out. And which makes it way more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I, you can kill somebody in three seconds this way, literally. Um, that's about how long it could take for a blood clot to form in the carotid artery or any other uh, minor artery or vein, and it could hit their brain, uh, any of their vital organs, and kill them. So it is that dangerous, and people need to take it that serious. It's it's no joke. It's like rope. Uh, people think, well, it's just rope. It's just binding people, tying people up. You look at TikTok, and all over TikTok, there's these speed cuff videos using rope and all this crap. And yeah, you can do it that way, but you can also risk seriously injuring somebody that way. So uh, hear us out. Ask your questions. Of course, with this topic, there's a lot to talk about. Um, We may go a little bit long today, and that's fine, but um, there's a lot in this article. Like I said, I've got two articles. Those are posted down below in the description and will be in the show notes for the podcast only or the audio only podcast uh, version of this when it comes out. But these are, are both from Men's Health. They've had, I think each article at this point has had over three or four million views. So this is definitely something worth talking about. Uh, Mayfair, do you have anything on the subject before we really do the deep dive into it? Uh, no, I think we can just deep dive and I'll add as I go or as we go. Okay. I would again like to thank uh, uh, Master Gear and a Slave V for this wonderful uh, Yeti that they've made for me and sent me. You can find them at kinkyafpodcast.com. Amazing information, a little bit or a lot different than how we put it out here, Um, but it is certainly my number one favorite uh, kinky podcast to listen to. So if you haven't checked them out, please give them a listen. Uh, I don't have a link down below, I don't think, but I will put one in there eventually. All right. So this one is titled, Why Some People Are Turned On by Choking During Sex and How to Do It Safely According to the Experts. This is by Gigi Engel on July 21st, 2020. Uh, I'm not going to read off the the second article. I do urge you to please click that link and check it out. It's actually a shorter one. It is titled, Breath Play is Pop is a Popular Form of BDSM. Here's How to Do It Safely by Savannah Weiss. And that was July 21st, 2020. 
they both the 21st or is that what I just said? Yeah. So they were both published the 21st. Um, the one that I'm going to go over was published first. And then after it hitting a million views in like 12 hours, they quickly figured out that they needed to do a follow-up to it uh, is what I understand from the, from the articles itself. So, all right. Again, why some people are turned on by choking during sex and how to do it safely, according to the experts. Menshealth.com. Have you, <clears throat> have you been curious about choking during sex? Maybe you had a partner recently who seemingly out of nowhere asked you to choke them. Or perhaps you saw a porn scene recently where choking was the main attraction. What's the deal? Well, we have the goods. Before we get into the psychology of why people are into choking, it is important to address that choking during sex is extremely dangerous and should be done with caution. There are many, many risks. Just because you saw choking in a porn scene or are interested in it does not mean you should just run off and choke your partner. With so much hardcore porn out there show, showcasing choking as the no big deal kind of thing that apparently happens every time you sleep with someone and it doesn't, we suddenly have novices out there thinking choking is a first date activity. This is all around a bad idea. And again, this was written to the to the world at large. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a bad idea uh, if it's negotiated with a first-time partner, but the, we have the negotiation in what we do. So, And Mayfair, if you have anything to throw in, uh, do interrupt me. <laughs> yes, sir. If, if you're interested in choking during sex, you need to be so, so careful. This is not the same as spanking, light bondage, or other forms of kink play. It is a capital D dangerous type of activity. You also need to get explicit verbal consent and negotiate how you're going to choke your partner before you even think about putting your hands around your partner's neck. In a recent 2019 study conducted by Debbie Herbenick, who is a professor of sex, uh, or who is a professor and a sex researcher at the Indiana University School of Public Health, 23 of the 347 female respondents described feeling scared during sex because their partner had tried to choke them unexpectedly. I think here may be another point where we need to make sure it's not just explicit consent, but enthusiastic consent. Yeah. Yeah, um, very good. I know we've talked about that in a few other shows, but you'd want to have, you don't want a partner who's like, mm, maybe. <laughs> and for I those. Don't think anyway, I think it's. Yeah. Go ahead. That was all. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, and for those of, you, those of you who want to know what percentage that is, that is 7%. Uh, 7% of the people uh, in this study were scared. And 1% is too many percents. So, yeah. 
uh, continues. So why are people into choking during sex and how can you do it safely if you're one of them? We spoke to some experts to get the inside scoop. And this is a part that I absolutely adore. Uh, and you know what that means. It's going to be psychology. What's the psychology behind the appeal of choking during sex? Uh, as we go through this, think about yourself and see if this relates to a need that you have. For men, choking close to orgasm can have a euphoric effect on climax, but should always be done safely, says uh, Leah Holmgren, intimacy and relationship coach and the upcoming author of Play With Power. She adds, women can have more intense orgasms when coupled with breath play, the choking. Uh, so either way, and you hear about autoerotic asphyxiation. Exfis, exfis, uh, I can never say that word right. It's the easiest words I have the most trouble with. Um, which every year, 250 to 1,000 people in the United States die from autoerotic uh, asphyxiation. So that is something to also take note of. Uh, probably one of the most famous people, uh, what was his name, uh, David Carradine? Yes. Uh, was that who you were going to say? Yes, sir. Yeah. Good old David Carradine. Uh, but the appeal of choking may go beyond stronger uh, orgasms. But the appeal of choking may go beyond stronger orgasms. The turn-on has deep phys uh, psychological implications, giving both partners an opportunity to explore different roles during sex. Choking highlights the giving and receiving of control. Giving someone permission to choke you, or vice versa, is allowing the two of you to take on dominant and submissive roles in bed. This is something for many of us, this is something that many of us long for, a release of control or the power to take it. For example, when you're used to making decisions, perhaps the idea of letting someone else control you during sex can be a turn on. Now, we're kinksters. We know this. Uh, choking is an act of surrender when we completely trust the other dominant party and let them take complete life threatening control over the submissive party, Holmgren says. She points out that the life-threatening aspect of choking is simply a perceived fantasy. You're not really looking for any sort of near-death experience, but the prospect of someone having that power uh, can be hot. And that's an important part of it. Uh, I've, I teach people how to do breath play, how to choke. Um, and there is certainly a fear play aspect involved in the way that I teach it. Uh, Mayfair, any thoughts thus far? Seems like a pretty well-written article so far. Um, they're definitely, you know, bringing out the points that are important, like safety. <laughs> like safety. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right. So how can you safely incorporate ch choking 
into your sex life. Uh, well, you know, before I get into that, Mayfair, I know that you're you're having a rough day today, and I thank you for going ahead and jumping in here. Um, but let me lead you along the path on some of these things. Oh, you love choking or breath play. Yes, sir. It sends you immediately into some form of subspace. Yes, sir. Especially if it's accompanied with uh, a nice, properly done hair pull. Or growl. (laughs) (laughs) Or growl. All right. So what can you describe that? Like what that does to you, how you're feeling, what the psychological, since that's the section that we were talking about how that applies to Um, the way that it makes you feel? I think for me, even I am your submissive and that doesn't stop or start at any given point. Like this is a something, this is something that's, we live the dynamic. It's not just a weekend thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But our dynamic is different within a scene. Outside of a scene, I make a lot of decisions and I'm very aware of what's going on and I'm there to support you. A lot of times, even before you ask, I know what you're going to need. Water toward the end of a scene. I can tell when your scenes are winding down. Um, Just I'm very hyper vigilant about whatever's going on so I can be ready for whatever you need. When you come up and you grab me by the throat or by the hair and you, you do that, I don't have to think anymore. Like in that moment, my entire purpose is just experience it and let go. Um, it's no longer, I'm not on duty as much as I'm just in the moment, if that makes sense. It kind Absolutely. of is that snap to, okay, I can just be here now and there's no requirements other than to feel and communicate at this point. Yeah, I've noticed that that's kind of your, your on-off switch. Like yeah. you, you are on for me. 24-7. Um, and for those that don't follow that lingo, like like Mayfair saying, uh, she is on duty and ready to serve 24-7. Um, but it's at that moment that that switch can flip and it sends her into this off-duty place where she doesn't have to so much worry about uh, are his needs being met or, you know, what is, what is the situation around me, the environment around me, uh, all that just stops. And that total control and, and power that I have over her is never more abundantly enforced. And that's when all decision making of what, you know, that constant computing of what does he need? What does is uh, the person that he's playing with need? You know, what can I make better for them? Do the toys need cleaned? Uh, does he need me to run and grab him something to eat during the week or, you know, work on a project at home during the week, whatever? And because I'm going to direct every single moment of that scene Mm -hmm. and yeah so that that's the difference between being on and flipping that switch and just being completely in submissive mode and 
that's I guess that's typically how I, I try to uh introduce most scenes with you, isn't it? Uh, I know shortly into it at least. Yes. Uh generally there's toward the beginning, there's some kind of either hair pull or breath play. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's just a fear based play. You'll grab a knife or something. Um and I'm not afraid of, of being cut. I'm not afraid of knives, but um, I think your your lizard brain hears the click and right by your ear, and you can't help have that moment of "oh crap." <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, oh. Crap. <laughs> nice." All right, uh, thank you for sharing a little bit of yourself there with some personal information, as always. Uh, how can you safely incorporate? Yeah. Making sure I was ready to move on to the next section. How can you safely incorporate choking into your sex life? There's a problem with the way some people perceive choking. Daniel Saint, founder of the New Society for Wellness, uh, NCFW, a sex-positive members-only club that hosts sexual education workshops, explains, so basically, Daniel Scient has says there's a problem with the way some people perceive choking. Choking is common in porn, usually with a male in the dominant position. So many feel this aggressive action is part of being a man or providing strength dominance in a sexual experience. They feel that doing it is how sex should be done. No. Uh, this has dangerous implications. Watching someone get choked out on RedTube does not, or Pornhub, does not in any way constitute a lesson in proper choking technique. If you do it wrong, it could lead to serious injury or death. Are you starting to notice a theme here? Uh, every <laughs> section has warnings that this can cause serious injury or death. I wish I had a statistic on the amount of injuries it causes. I just know the death statistic. Go ahead. As you say, it's uh, as a submissive person who never really had a dominant partner until uh, our dynamic. I had people try to choke me. Um, <clears throat> it's, <laughs> it's not very manly at all when you're actually trying to kill me. Um, I know that wasn't the intent, but that's what it felt like. Um, it's not sexual. It's not manly. It is. It is. It's scary and um, likely to get you punched <laughs> or thrown off. Um, or thrown off. <laughs> let me just because I was tapping out and they wouldn't want to listen, and it was about to get to a real like fight. Because no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't think you've ever explained it to me that way. <laughs> But you say get thrown off. That just put this picture in my mind of a bucking bronco. <laughs> you know, if he hadn't quit, because he basically just had like his hand across my throat, like almost straight across and pushing directly down in the middle, which is like the worst thing you could probably do. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like putting all of his force onto my throat. And I'm like, that is not, it's not hot, dude. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, way to cr try to crush your larynx there. And if that happens, 
you're screwed unless he knows how to to uh, open up a pen and go right below the larynx, and that's just scary. And then you're going to have a scar or possible trach there forever. So uh, I didn't feel very confident in his medical abilities at that point. Yeah, it's just completely unnecessary. Uh, Lilac Wine, hello, says that is so well put, Mayfair. It is the moment where submission is in its most raw form. I find it a sink into subspace instead of a light or instead of a flight as with some impact play. Uh, I see your Rose agreed as well and commented on the hair pulling and choking. Everything else is a turn off and I'm only in the moment. Um, yeah, a lot of a sink into it. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of agreeance with what you're saying uh, Shadowy Fox points out the danger level is something I'm exceptionally cautious with. An abundance of caution is preferable uh, preferable to harming or killing someone. Absolutely. Uh, and he also asked about uh, going all the way back to your logo. He's asking about the crow, why that is part of it, which we'll get into in the post show. Uh, don't let me forget. See me fair, you're on duty. Don't let me forget that. All right. Um wait, this is it's not manly if you cause the fight or flight and get kicked in the balls. <laughs> oh, Shadowy Fox, I love you, brother. That's just awesome. <laughs> All right. So a clear mind is a must. Uh wait, 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 wait. Psychology, safely implement, clear mind. If you don't know what you're doing, haven't discussed boundaries, and or aren't in proper in a proper state of mind, stay the hell away from breath play of any kind. If you are going to be choking your partner, you need to make it safe, sane, and consensual, and informed, or follow rack and make sure that there's a discussion there. Uh, Holmgren warns. Don't practice or perform choking and breath control when you are under the influence of drugs and alcohol, even weed. Yes, I said it. I know there's a lot of kinksters out there that that smoke. I do not have a problem with it. However, for this particular act, I highly discourage uh, any form of outside drug uh, drugs. With the exception of nicotine and caffeine. All right. So don't practice or perform choking and breath control when you're under the influence of drugs and alcohol or when a partner is unable to consent or you haven't pre-discussed the act. So three things that are very important to remember. Uh, take classes and learn what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you could seriously hurt someone. Again, that theme runs throughout. <laughs> the way to figure out how to choke someone is with workshops, proper training, and practice. If choking or being choked is something you're serious about, you need to take it seriously. Study the anatomy of the neck. Read up. On choking before you even do it, Holmgren explains. Um, and we're mainly talking about choking here, but 
There's other forms of breath play that can be very fun, and we're going to hit those right at the end. And the other article uh, that we're not going over today that I put the link to, it does talk about a lot of other forms of breath play in it. So check it out because there's a lot of fun stuff in there. This one is, is a lot of fact. Figure out the best way to touch your partner's neck. And these are our headings broken down in here. Uh, take the class, figure out the best way to touch your partner's neck. Uh, Mayfair, don't forget, interrupt me if you have something to add. When you start using choking with a partner, gently press on either side of the esophagus. See the gap here? I can fit four fingers down there easily. I'm staying away from the trach. And it's at the top. Like, here's my trach. Up here is where I would grip. Down below it is dangerous. Because uh, if you feel the little dip in your sternum here, where your collarbones come in, that's what creates a dip. If you push right there, you're at the bottom of the trachea, the voice box. And if you if you go up, I have a fat neck, so mine isn't really pronounced. But you can feel where it starts and stops. Usually. And I mean, we're talking like all the way up. So you want to be just below the chin, really, if you're going to do this. Uh, so when you start using uh, choking with your partner, gently press on either side of the esophagus and figure out the pressure that works for them. If you put directly, if you push directly on the front of their neck where you gather, where you gather breath, the Adam's apple section of the throat, you can cause coughing. This is uncomfortable, not sexy, and super dangerous. I'm surprised they didn't just say, or that they didn't say you can cause coughing, choking, uh, crushing of the voice box, the larynx, uh, and death. But it does say that it is super dangerous, so I'll allow them to have that one flub up. You are restricting airflow, which means the strength you use on your partner's neck shouldn't be crushing, Saint says. You don't want to break their esophagus. Oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> Thoughts, my fair, any? Um, my it's just making me think of our scene Friday night. Um, you were doing breath play with my hair and my collar. Um, so it's not just about grabbing the throat, it's other implements. And I don't know if that was something you wanted to talk about at the end, um, but that just is most recent. And that's what's on my, my mind, I guess. Um, yeah, no, it, definitely. Um, yeah, let's interject that at the end. Cause I, and I didn't think about that, but that's a very good point to bring up. <clears throat> And we're almost done with the article, so uh, we will definitely be getting into all this stuff here in just a minute. Okay. Uh, pay very close attention to how your partner responds. If you restrict airflow too long, you can cause brain damage or death, so don't get too caught up in the moment. Saint says, be mindful during play to ensure the safe, safest experience for you and your partner. And again, by me telling you things, by you... Uh, clicking on these links and reading the show notes or these articles on their original websites, that is not taking a class. That is not proper tutelage. And 
no, we, you have not gotten the tools necessary yet to do these things. Have someone who is a trusted member of the community or a doctor even to show you how to do these things. Um, I actually know a ear, nose, and throat specialist here in Maryville that in Maryville, Tennessee, that has no problem showing people the inner workings of all of this and with little plastic models and <laughs> showing you why it's a bad idea and the safest way to do it. Keep in mind, there is no safe way to do this. There is a safer way to do this, but there is no safe way. Uh, your partner should be able to answer you if you speak. If they can't, stop. Stop. Stop what you're doing immediately. Never choke someone so hard they cannot express words vocally. Check in with each other and gather information about personal preference as you become more experienced. Uh, set up boundaries. Before any choking takes place, both parties need to establish boundaries and indicate what they are and aren't okay with. Perhaps you're looking for hands-only play, wherein a partner only uses their hands to choke you, or maybe a collar is more your thing. Whatever you're into, a discussion must take place. Homegrown home, hmm, suggests talking about the timing, intensity, and overall goal of the choking. You want to determine when your partner wants to be choked, during penetration, oral, etc., or closer to climax. You should also talk about the style of choking. Is it playful, dominant, maybe a little pretend scary? All of this should be determined before, before, before you ever do it, uh, Saint says. Finally, safe words. In all BDSM play, a safe word should be established beforehand. This an agreed. This is an agreed upon, usually non-sexual phrase that indicates one uh, when one's partner is uncomfortable and wants to stop. And don't remember, there are non-verbal safe words. We talked about that what last week, I believe. So yeah, with uh, with uh, Jay Unicorn's Angel was on to talk about that. So if you didn't catch that, check out uh, last week's. But even though your partner should always be able to speak while they're being choked, you should also have safety actions just in case they aren't able to verbally communicate with choking. A common safety action is to quickly shake your head in a no fashion to indicate that the choking needs to immediately cease. Repeatedly tapping on your partner as one does when wrestling is also another way to indicate the choking needs to stop. Of course, if you're bound, you can't do that. Um, but what you can usually do, even if you're bound to a cross or something, you can bang it three times. You know, if you're doing the head shaking, um, whatever you choose, it needs to be talked about. But going back up to to this setup boundaries, it does mention the collar. So Mayfair, let's let's jump into that. We said we'd wait till the end of the article, and we've hit the end, and it was great timing. So uh, kind of set up the scene for everyone <laughs> and. Uh, you said you was doing hair pulling or I was doing hair pulling and, and then you had your collar on and that created some yes, breath play. Um, and yes, as you were pulling my head back, 
um, to the point where it was restricting my, my, my ability to breathe. Um, and I think I even tapped you because at one point it become almost too intense, um, for me. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, cause I wasn't in my head at that moment. I wasn't, I was having that fear. Does he realize I'm choking on, or I can't breathe right at this point, which logically I know you do, but there's the fear in the moment of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I came out, actually, um, I did gag a little bit when you actually finally released my hair. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that wasn't planned on my part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's something, you know, that I have to be constantly aware of and others do too, that they often don't think about is when you have somebody in a, in a leather collar or any type of collar, um, but especially if they're one of the, you know, flat backed wide collars, if you grab hold of somebody's hair and pull their head back, it's going to restrict their breathing. And typically these collars set low and it's going to be pushing on their larynx, on their, their voice box. So you have to really pay attention to that, to that and not just boom. Uh, and with that fear play and, and what, you know, what you did with tapping me, of course, I always want communication and anybody, any person who claims to be a dominant that is so insecure that it pisses them off when they get questioned like that, like her tapping me, I could see because she tapped me and then she tapped the collar. That was communicating to me that it was, you know, and I knew that she was saying, hey, do you realize that this is an issue? I could see it in her eyes. Uh, and I knew exactly what she was saying, but anybody who is so insecure that that is a problem for them, that they, well, you know, you shouldn't question me like that. Especially in that kind of moment, I have to say, you're probably more domineering than you are dominant. Um, never punish a submissive for safety concerns especially when you are intentionally provoking some fear play. Because <laughs> as I said earlier, I know that that's what gets Med- Mayfair into headspace. And she's had a very rough couple of months at work. And we've played a little bit here and there, but that was the first time that that we've attempted to play in public. And well, it was a private party, but still around others. Uh, for quite quite some time. I think the last uh, time we played in public was the the New Year's Eve party last year. Yeah, yeah. So it's been <laughs> it, that's what a a year and a half over. Is that or no? Are you no. talking about at the this past? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's still seven seven months over okay. seven months. Um. I was going to say, that doesn't seem right at all, because DomCon was last year. Yeah, no, the the 2020 party. um, Mm -hmm. I I know we did a small needle scene at Freedom Hills, um, but that was the night before people got there. So it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a party. It was the setup night. (laughs) Yeah, it was a setup night, and that was more instructional, too. Mm -hmm. So that that was good, though, but. 
I mean, this was, I knew it was going to take extra and I knew that it had to be something that I didn't even talk to you about beforehand, which is part of our dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, You have told me many times that you do better when we, when we don't discuss it, when I'm just like, okay, Mayfair on the cross or spanking bench or whatever, we're going to do this right now. Um, Now that doesn't mean that you can't call for a check-in in that moment or, <coughs> excuse me, or say, you know, wait, I, um, I know this is usually what, what works best for me, but right now I can't do it. Um, you know, and that's, that's fine. But they, these are things, and, and I'm only saying this because I want you to, not you Mayfair, but you to understand that these are things that we have talked about, we've discussed, we've negotiated, and it's part of of us and what we've done for almost three years now. So, all right. The first time in, in about a month from now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toward the, what, the end of September? It's the end of August. August end of August, rather? Our first... Uh, event <laughs> yeah so it's good times uh the other article breath play is a popular form of bdsm here's how to do it safely by uh, Susanna wise and i've i've read a lot of her articles she's another one that definitely knows what she's talking about she is lifestyle um which is funny because i don't know if she's actually out about it but i know that she is so <laughs> So, uh, but to talk about this a little bit more in a, in a how-to way and things that are not mentioned in this, uh, I mentioned at the beginning about the carotid arteries or artery and, uh, the, the minor arteries and things that go throughout the neck. You're, when you're doing this, you typically are applying pressure to these areas. So you're doing breath play, uh, circulation play pretty much. Uh, though I've never actually heard it called that. That that is what it is, because it's you're cutting off blood flow, um, not just cutting off the oxygen oxygenation of the blood. <laughs> um and that's that's where the majority of the danger actually comes in um so be very caught and you know you you, everything that you do when you put your hand around somebody's neck is dangerous now you can grip you can give a little grip but if you add a shake to it especially in combination with a hair pull being mindful of where your hand is if you're just trying to create some fear play of uh, give it your mean look right in the eyes. Give that hair pull and the placement of the hand with a little bit of grip. If you have long nails, you can even dig your nails in a little bit. Remember not to leave marks if that hasn't been negotiated. Um, and give a just a, a shake or raise them up. Right now, as I do this, all of my pressure is actually on my jawbone but 
it can give that appearance. And I teach that when I teach breath play and choking. Um, because really what you're wanting to create there for the most part is that fear play uh, with the exception of the times like the, the uh, it talked about with uh, orgasm it intensifying orgasm. Um, autoerotic asphyxiation is certainly one way that, that men do this. I know some women that do it and it is exceptionally dangerous. There are ways to do that in a safer fashion with breakaway uh, locks. Um, ice locks is another way that people do it where they will freeze rope, ends of rope together. Uh, and there's websites that you can look up to see given the temperature of your house or under normal circumstances to see how long it's going to take the ice to melt or something. But that's still, it's still dangerous, still very dangerous. So be aware. All right. Mayfair, any final thoughts here? I had one. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm sorry. I completely drew a blank for a second. I got distracted by ice rope. I was like, what? Um, oh, yeah, ice rope. That's we haven't played around with that. I haven't done that in many, many years. Um, but basically, you just, like I said, uh, freeze rope together with basically an ice cube around it, and it melts, and eventually it will let you go free. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun times. We'll have to do that. Remind me, and we will, uh, we will uh, set a scene up for that. Yes. I know it mentioned collars um, and we talked about like the kind of collar that you and I use. Um, but are there maybe other collars that people need to stay away from for this kind of stuff? Or um, if you're using rope, make sure you know the kind of knot, don't make a slip knot kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Um, maybe I know you have more information on it than I do, but uh, something to maybe mention. Yeah, I would say keep any rope off the neck, period, Um, unless you are a highly, highly trained rope person. Uh, Dark Angel Ascends, I would trust him uh, with rope around my neck. He's been doing it so long, knows exactly what he's doing. Um, But I'm not, I I wouldn't, not just me, I would trust him with rope around your neck. (laughs) which is way more important than trusting him with rope around my neck. But I'm not going to just let anybody do it. People forget that this kind of thing needs to be vetted just because somebody has pretty pictures posted on their FetLife does not mean that they did the rope work themselves. It's easy to to do a screenshot and then crop that picture and throw it up there like it's your own work. And I know I've seen many profiles where this has happened, and I've known the person who did the work. Uh, you know, famous Midori, you know, people like that. And I'm like, no, 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 this rope work did not come there. And then go to their profile, the the famous person or the expert, the person that I trust, the rope master, and check it out. And sure enough, there's their the picture with the the model the rope bunny 
tagged in it, go to their profile. You know, it's ridiculous that people think that pictures is vetting. It's not. So be careful about that. Uh, other collars, I've got um, right here a slave collar, traditional slave collar. Got the Allen head screw lock in it right there. Um, even with this collar, you can risk. This one is way too small for me to put around my neck to use as an example. Um, but it's going to restrict. It's going to push. Even if you push it up, it can slip down. It's just something to be really careful and aware of. And it's something that most people don't think about. Unless you're really experienced, and if you're really experienced, then and you're here watching or listening to this, then you need to be sure to jump into the chat and offer your own perspectives, and we'll put them up on the screen. <laughs> so that was just one of the things that I wanted to, to address because there are multiple types of collars that people can use, mm-hmm. um, and you don't want to forget one. Yeah. Yeah. Even your day collar, which is basically just a string necklace Mm -hmm. uh, that has the the big maple leaf made out of glass on it with the pretty design in it. Um, It is it is so long. And huh? I've choked myself on that so many times. Yeah. Yeah. You you have done it. Uh, I, I have not because I will never grab a string that's around somebody's neck. And pull on that. It's one of those just, you gotta sleep and forget to take it off and <laughs> wake up and it's tangled in your hair and <gasps> Yeah. <coughs> uh, let me change this right here to this. That way I can show that comment a whole lot better. All right, I see you rose. Mayfair, I'm exactly the same way. The hair pulling and choking, everything else turns off, and I'm only in the moment. And it's such a beautiful thing. I don't know what this says, but it's lilac wine, so I'm going to read it. That is so well put, Mayfair. It is the moment where submission is in its most raw form. I find it a sink. I find it's a sink into subspace instead of a flight. As with some impact play. Yeah, I know I read that earlier. Um, all right. Uh, huh? Harley, uh, the last comment up here. Okay. This one? Yes. Uh, talking about the difference in what you and I do um, between discussing the scene and you just kind of saying cross or whatever. Mm-hmm. Harley, sweet baby, says, I definitely have to agree with the more spur of the moment feel versus discussing or discussion right before the scene going into it. Uh, your Dom should definitely know where your hard nose are and stay within the realm of respect. Yes. You said the magic word respect. Oh, uh, if you've got any questions, be sure to throw them into the chat. We are at that part of the episode now. Have you seen any other? Oh, well, while we're waiting, I'm going back through the earlier comments. Uh, I like one. Yawn, stretch. Morning, all. 
she messed up her back so bad. I hope it's feeling better. I haven't talked to her in a day or two. Um, Harley, sweet baby, that never ceases to amaze me how careless people are with this. How these dangers don't cross their minds is beyond me. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess there's not any questions coming through. They've all been sent throughout the episode. This is pretty much a, uh, it should be common sense. This is my final thought on this topic is it, it should be common sense. You're messing with a major artery, uh, major arteries, major mechanical, <laughs> biomechanical things within. Uh, and yes, I know that that's not typically used. That's a tattoo art thing. Uh, but you got to be careful. You definitely have to respect what you're doing. Absolutely learn from someone who is experienced. Do vet them. It is easy to learn messed up information. In fact, I would say go to several different people. Um. Oh, yay, Lilac Wine can walk now. Go to several different people and ask their questions. Find out why uh, why things will work, why things won't work, what will work, what won't work. Um, learn the anatomy in there and know what you're doing. I know there was an article that I was going to talk about today that I found where England, since the, I believe it was a backpacker in New Zealand was killed or killed someone and was using the defense um, of breath play of BDSM. And it's now a law that that in all of the UK, that that cannot be used as a defense. Uh, so that's why I say, you know, you will, and in America, it's the same way in the United States. Uh, it is very hard. It's not a law that it can't be, but it is a very, very hard law or hard way to get out of a murder charge. And, you know, if it, if I was to, if something was to happen in Mayfair or any person that I play with was to die from it, um, I mean, I'm already going to spend the rest of my life having to live with that. But according to the law, chances are I'm also going to have to live with that in prison, even though it would be an absolute, complete accident. And it's something that happens. So be very cautious. Let's see, you, Rose. The article was definitely well written, and you've covered a lot, too. I'm not surprised there isn't a lot of questions. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that that's good. Thank you for pointing that out. I was kind of feeling like maybe it was a a bankrupt topic, as I call them when they don't land well. <laughs> All right, a few thank yous. I'm sorry? I said it just means we've done our job well this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope so. I hope people have gotten something out of this. Uh, we are going to end the the regular show here in just a second. 
Stick around. We'll have some post-show conversation. Uh, if you're listening to this in the audio-only version of the podcast or you're seeing this in the recorded version on YouTube, you will not get the post-show uh, that is chopped off and sent to patrons only. Uh, if you want that information, go to cauldronscrypt.com slash Patreon, and you can help us out and support the channel and the show. Uh, but I want to thank pro producers, Lily Chaos. I'm sorry, master producer, Lily Chaos at $50 a month. Executive producers, Shadowy Fox, Sweet Charlotte, and Junicorn's Angel O. Somehow it keeps reverting back to the old list. Uh, it's Shadowy Fox, uh, Johnny Farrell, Pharrell, and uh, Unicorn's Angel. Senior producers, Matt Emerald, Wolf, Roxy Bear, that place in Oklahoma City. JK, Sir Mutual Respect, Master Gabriel, Baby Lovin' Sir, Sir Pent, Purple Pantera, Sort Out the Kinks, Daddy Steve, Stella, Civil Disobedience, and Grog for Life. Producers, Kane Sin, Zine, Alexandria, Haley, KJ, Ducky Monroe. And Ducky Monroe. And there's somebody else that is not on this list. I checked it before we started to make sure I had the right list. And somehow my Google Doc has reverted back to it, even though I had it closed out. So I don't understand that. Uh, junior producers, K2SO, Buffalo Dom, Morgana, 13, not the daddy, Jeremiah and Mac and Miller. Uh, junior producers, because of changes in Patreon, uh, out of the $1 a month that you give, I'm receiving about 25 cents of that, and I greatly appreciate that. Uh, however, since the majority of your money is going to Patreon and not me, I'm going to be uh, dropping that $1 a month level off. I will move it up to a $3 or $2 level. I'm going to double that to 2 bucks. But with that, you will get, for those of you who are current, producers, I will put you in the Discord group uh, if you make that change. Uh, that will be happening on Patreon within the next week. I'll have to go in and create that $2 level. Uh, so anybody, uh, K2SO, Buffalo Dom, 84, Morgana 13, not the daddy, Jeremiah and Mac and Miller, if you want to continue supporting the show uh, for your uh, long-term support and everything, I will Go ahead at the $2 level and add you into the Discord group, but none of the the newer ones will not be. Um, you got to be a $5 level or higher for the Discord, typically. So, all right. Sorry to make a commercial out of this. I do have to mention vendors I know, like, trust, and use. None of these are sponsors. These are people within the community. They are kinksters, and I believe that we need to support our own. Uh, BDSM Contracts. Dot org. Use coupon code Cauldron20. That's K-U-L-D-R-I-N-2-0 for a 20% discount off all purchases. Uh, whippingstripes.com, torridtimber.com, fine fetish furniture and accessories, and the crafty hedonists. Do a search for them on uh, Etsy. I don't have a link in the show notes. I will put one in there. Of course, all of our, my contact information is down below in, in the show notes and the the uh, live description there. So thanks everyone for jumping in. Don't forget to stick around for the post show, which will start approximately five seconds after we close this one out. This has been Master Cauldron and Mayfair. For cauldronscript.com, don't, for, don't forget to smash that like button, 
subscribe and ring that bell so you get notified when we unearth the truth.